Welcome to Success Is Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Portman, serial entrepreneur, author, and podcast host. Whether success for you is more money, time with your family, a healthy, well-balanced life, or freedom, I'm interviewing guests and getting you the advice to make it happen. So join me as we uncomplicate the complicated, help you define success, and give you the strategies to make it happen. Hi, and thank you for joining us today on the Success Is Podcast. Today, joining me is Jamie Beebe. Jamie is a casting director, podcast host, and the owner of the Boyfriend Bikini. Thank you for joining us today, Jamie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So tell me, what does success mean to you? Um, well, to me personally, success is being able to do what I want, when I want, how I want, which basically means I'm not stuck in an office. I'm not working on things I don't want to work on. Um, I get to be creative and I get to travel. I think the number one thing is like success to me is traveling constantly. I travel all the time. Yeah. So being a, uh, you've talked about this before, being a single woman (laughs) traveling, um, you know, obviously and not some of the best areas in the world. um, That's got to be a little bit dangerous, isn't it? I don't think so. Um, You know, in fact, I was talking to a friend last night, a girlfriend and she was like, oh my gosh, if you went to Mexico alone, I'm like, Mexico is the least of, <laughs> of the countries that I've been to alone. Um, you know, as long as you're aware and just not like, you know, out there flashing jewelry and stuff, then you'll be fine. I mean, living in LA, I think Hollywood Boulevard is much more terrifying than any country I've been to. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I have a much more, a, a better chance of getting stabbed or shot on Hollywood Boulevard, at least robbed on Hollywood Boulevard, which is sad for my, for my city. But, um, but no, I, I think that, you know, especially being a tourist and most of the countries I go to, I'm an obvious tourist, you know, blue eyes, blonde hair. The last thing that they want is like news and, you know, things like that surrounding a tourist getting hurt or robbed or killed or something going missing. Although, I will say, I find it fascinating when people do go missing or get killed while they're on vacation, which leads me into my newest podcast that I'm that I've been working on, which is when people get killed or go missing on vacation. <laughs> so this is different than the the stalking. Yeah, podcast. it's not out okay. yet. Um, I've been working on it. I have recorded a couple of episodes. I'm super excited. Um, it's kind of like my my little baby. <laughs> it's brand new. I'm so excited to put it out what there. What triggered this? Was there a specific incident that triggered this? Or I mean, yes, <laughs> there was. Um, I don't know if you remember, but there was a guy who got killed on vacation in Mexico. And it, it just made huge news because um, he got killed in a really strange way. Like they found his body in... Um, like the hotel next door, like stuffed in a window. Like it was just a really odd thing. And he was like there with his wife on their anniversary. And he had like gone out for one last drink at night and then never came back. And, um, and the police there were like, Oh, it was an accident. Like he fell, you know, and <laughs> died. Um, cause you know, they don't want that, that kind of news story cause it'll affect tourism. And so I was reading, um, the comments because the comments are always my favorite in things like this, um, or in anything, just read the comments, people are insane. Uh, so I was reading the comments, and everyone was just like, there was so many comments, like, well, 
that's what happens if you go to Mexico. I'm no. Like, no, that is literally not no. what happens if you go to Mexico. <laughs> like, it's quite hard to die on vacation, was my thinking. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, well, is it hard to die on vacation? So I started looking it up. And yes and no. I think that people, when they're on vacation, um, and this goes back to being safe, like they let all the, their aware levels go. They're not watching out for what they're doing. They're drinking too much. They're you know, driving a moped drunk on an island somewhere. You know, They're doing all these things that they wouldn't normally do. So I think that there is, in a way, you can get killed or go missing sure. a little easier on vacation because you're just not living your life in, in the most aware way that you normally would at home. Um, but the comments are just so absurd. Just mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, like everyone I've known that went to Mexico died too. Like, no. <laughs> no, they didn't. Like, yeah. That just happened, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the comments, and it, you know, and, and our country is very, um, there's a lot of people in our country that only love our country, which is also absurd. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that was where the type of people where the comments were coming from. But, you know, it just got me thinking and I'm like, people literally think like this. So let me give them what they want. Like, let's see if if that's really out there. And it is, um, and there's a lot of mysteries, you know, there's a lot of people that go missing for many different reasons um on vacation and so I found it fascinating and that's what I've been working on a little bit lately so are you gonna be interviewing like family of the victims or what's your what's your thought on that um not not yet um so far I'm just basically telling the story uh it's really it really adds it's hard to interview people as you know Mm. for a podcast I mean and I already have Strictly Stalking, which um, we interview victims, survivors of stalkers. And that is really, really intense. Um, It takes a lot to do that, especially I'm hearing people's stories about like the worst thing that's ever happened to them. You know, emotional, it's intense. It's, you know, it, it drains me to, to feel, I guess, like to feel that much empathy all the time mm-hmm. so I think I don't think that I would be able to do another podcast like that just personally it's it would just it's hard emotionally you know? draining yeah yeah so for this one I'm just kind of telling the story and then um you know there's a lot of missing people and stuff so what I'm hoping uh is you know maybe someone will hear it and be like oh I saw this person the day before they went missing and they were doing this or, you know, who knows, like things like that have happened, um, you know, or somebody out there hears something along the grapevine, like, Oh, I know what happened to that person. And they decide to come forward. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> it's just yeah. too draining to have to interview people again. Yeah, absolutely. Let's touch on your, uh, strictly stalking podcast. Yeah. Um, how did that start? Were you personally a victim or did you know somebody or what happened with no, that? No, um, not at all. I, so I listen to podcasts, true crime podcasts all the time. I love it. I love true crime. And um, I had called my business partner to be, I'm a very dramatic person. We'll <laughs> start out like that. And my business partner is not like, he's super logical. He's like down to earth, quiet, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I called him and I was like, well, I wanted to do two crime podcasts, but all the good murders are already taken. I'm never going to do a podcast. My life is over. 
you know, very dramatic. And, um, and he was like, well, no one's doing a podcast about stalking. Like, I don't know if he, he just pulled it out of thin air. I don't wow. know. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about stalking. That's dumb. I'm not going to do that. Or like hang up on him. And then what always happens when he gives me these ideas that I start thinking about it. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, shit, like he's probably right. So I start researching it. And then I was like blown away, like by what stalking is. There's no, there's the laws have not caught up. Like all the things that are happening, each story is different. Um, so we started doing the podcast and then it just turned into something totally different that I wasn't expecting. Like now we're just like advocates for, you know, stalking awareness and we're trying to change laws. And, um, you know, when I say it's draining, it's draining in a good way, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of work, like beyond the podcast, like the podcast is, um, it's great because it's getting the word out there, but then, you know, behind the scenes, like, the other day I, I spoke to this woman who I'm genuinely afraid for her life, you know, oh and, and she doesn't have any kind of family support system where she's at and stuff. And, you know, so then after talking to her, I'm going back and, um, you know, trying to get her in touch with these people who can help her in this state. And, you know, so it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's, and it, but it's great. And it turned into that, you know, it turned into this like community that I didn't know existed and most people don't want to be in. Um, but I think that we're doing a lot of good, which is, which is super cool. I just didn't see that coming. No, that's amazing. I would think is technology could be helping to fuel a lot of the stalking that's going on. I mean, I, I was reading articles about like the, the um, air tags and stuff like that. Yeah. And is that, is that what you're running into a lot? Technology? Um, kind of that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, technology really does um, come into play big time, but it also kind of goes both ways. Um, you know, I, I was interviewing a family actually um, the other day and they had been stalked years ago before like cell phones were really that popular. Um, and it was actually the, it's, it's a crazy story. The parents are blind. Um, the kids are not. They had three young children and their stalker was coming into their house. Oh my God. Uh-huh. For three years and watching them sleep, he would say things to them. Oh my God. They would like, chip, but the thing is, this is one of the most terrifying interviews I've ever done. I was just at the edge of my seat, like, what in the flying fuck? Like, it was crazy. Yeah, Sorry. I'm getting chills, like, just hearing um, that. That's so terrifying. For three years, they dealt with that. They would, they'd have, he'd kick in the door when they weren't home and come on in and, and steal, like, take stuff. He would, like, take things out of the fridge and hide it around the house. Because, again, the parents are blind. So he's, like, just messing with them. What's um, the purpose of this? Because I was I was thinking like stalking, like some guy likes a woman and he's you know pursuing it. But what's the purpose of this? Well, I I think the purpose was and why they they eventually um you know had to end up moving or whatever. I think the purpose was to watch their little girl. Um, they felt that he was trying to you know do things to the little girl because he would mostly sit in her room and watch her sleep and stuff. But they would call the police all the time. But the police were like, oh, your kids are just making this up. You can't see anything. And now it's before there was like cameras on cell phones and stuff. And they would put cameras up and the guy would just come in and take them. 
because it was still back in the day where the camera wasn't you couldn't watch it on your phone sure. you know it wasn't like that kind of technology and so like something like that could never happen today there's too much technology to let that happen so it goes both ways you know yeah no <laughs> Long it's story for like a short yeah yeah so you in general uh live kind of a, a unique life um you know in comparison to you talked about your parents living more of a traditional um you, you get a job and you work it life um to you who you travel when you want to travel you pursue things that interest you uh what was the catalyst for that in your life um you know i i my parents worked really hard all the time um and I don't think that they ever like we we took you know little vacations and did things but they never like went to other countries they I mean they have in recent ish years you know they've gone to Mexico they came back alive um but they never you know went far away places and stuff you know they were like family people and you couldn't we didn't have the money to take three kids to you know Asia or Europe or anything like that um and so I just I saw them work so hard and I was just like I can't be indoors. I can't like, let, I can't sit there and have someone tell me what to do. And I've tried to work those jobs. I remember um, like in high school, I worked uh, in retail in the mall and it was like pure hell. Like I, I remember having to walk into the mall and like the lights were like there was no window there's no windows in the mall like I it, it was I remember just feeling like I was gonna cry every single time I had to go there and I didn't have a lot of options so I was like 16 and had to work and I I was just like I'm never ever doing this again I can't be indoors doing this like it's just never gonna happen for me and I looked into like working for the forest service and like all these things and I mean just anything to not be indoors. Um, and then luckily I just figured out that the creative aspect was kind of my way to go, um, you know, and just make my own path. That's the only way I could do this. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people right now post COVID um, are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And, and some people are, realizing that they don't want to go back to the previous environment that they that they they held um and they're pursuing different interests do you have any advice for somebody um kind of making that leap either in an entrepreneurship or trying to figure out where they want to go in this phase of their life yeah i mean just go for it i think that covid the whole quarantine thing all of that really proved to society that we don't have to go sit in an office all day you know we can be just as productive in anywhere I trust me when I travel I still work I have deadlines I you know I'm, I'm I have a casting company I've I've got three different um commercials today that I'm working on you know and it's every day like that um and so but I can do that at the beach I can do it from my phone I can do that from my iPad you know like there's so many options um and even in fact um I, I want to say it was like a month ago that I went to Guatemala. Like that was one of the first times I literally took 24 hours where I couldn't answer my phone because I climbed up a volcano and there was no phone service. Um, 
and I did it on a weekend. But other than that, like I'm always on my phone while I'm traveling. I mean, with a reasonable, not always, but you know, with a reasonable um, time frame, so that I can get all my work done while I travel. I think that people can do that if you just you just put it in your mind and like do it. You know, like it. I used to not be a super happy person. I was in a horrific relationship for many years, and when that ended, um, I was sad for a minute and like only for a minute. And then I was like, you know, I was so unhappy for years that it just became normal to be unhappy. And then I would practice, I would wake up. This is so lame, but it works. So it worked for me. So I would wake up and I would just look like crap because I was so sad and like upset. And I had been sad and upset for years. I wake up and I'd look in the mirror and I would practice smiling because I couldn't like get it together like that right so I would sit there and practice smiling all the time um uh, and then eventually I started just waking up and being like well shit I'm just like smiling now and when you start doing that you just kind of automatically get happier I guess um I mean I, I literally had to go back and, and choose happiness and part of that too like it goes into like doing what I want like I just had to make it work figure it out but I think part of a big portion of that is like choosing to be happy. I think happiness is a choice. Yeah. And I, I couldn't agree with you. I, um, people make excuses all the time, but they don't prioritize the things that they want to do in this life, or they yeah. think eventually I'll get to it at some point in the distant future. Right. Yeah. And there, there is, I mean, you, you're not guaranteed five minutes from now, 10 minutes, from, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So I really take that whole like live for the moment thing seriously. No, that's great. Um, so you travel a lot and I, I just got back from India and I I think it was life-changing. Um and just the people there completely different than than um the Western world, the the way that they you know interact with each other, the love for each other, it's very different. And I think if more people traveled, they would have experiences like this, they, they, but you can't understand it until you're there, you know? Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you see it in movies, you, you see like actors or, you know, business people and they travel and they get back and they say, oh my God, it was life changing and all that. And you're like, yeah, what did you do though? Did you go out in the desert and do some peyote and that's why it was life changing or like, what was it, you know? But no, just being in the environment, being around the people just broadens your perspective on it. And do you, I mean, have you found the same thing in, in your own life that you just have a different view on life as a result of your traveling? Completely. Um, you know, the more I travel, the more like minimalist I become, I think. Like I just have like less things in my house. I don't need things. Um, I do, I collect rosaries. <laughs> which is strange I know <clears throat> but I love them so I collect them from most countries because some countries are not um very it's very hard to find a rosary but a lot of countries that I go to have rosaries um but they're very small and that's the only thing I I really have in my house these days um are these rosaries which is I think it's a little disturbing for some people I think it's great though for me um but yeah, I just, I feel like you don't need things like you need to expand your mind. You need to give your mind something to do. It's kind of like, um, this is going to sound super weird, but I swear I'm going somewhere with it. 
it's kind of like my dog because when he's bored that's kind of sad for him right like he's just like laying around like I can give him a bone or something and he'll chew his bone and lay around but when I'm like um giving him things to do like okay sit and you get a treat like randomly training him he's like so much happier because he's doing something with his mind right and so I was like okay well that makes complete sense like dogs are a little more simple than humans um in their thinking I think so if he gets that much joy out of sitting for the 120th time because it's like something different in that moment and he's only living for that moment then I can do the same thing so I'm like all right I will go jump out of a plane in Maui I will climb an active volcano in Guatemala uh I'm going to Nicaragua on Friday I plan on on volcano boarding uh which is like snowboarding but down a volcano seems scary but oh, smokes yeah that's crazy yeah, seems cool i i'm i'm trying to work it into my schedule i think i've got it there so that's the plan but it's like something totally different in that moment for my brain to be like oh wow and i don't get the same um feeling if i like buy something <laughs> if i buy a new outfit i'm like okay cool like that's great. Like it's, it's, it's doesn't give me the same feeling where like, you know, climbing up an active volcano, no one gives a shit what you're wearing, except it was very, very cold. So I had to wear a lot of clothes. Yeah. You know, sure. that I just like, I feel like I've trained my brain to be like, you know, be happy for these things rather than these things. And I think also, like we were saying earlier, when you're in countries that are more poor, they don't even, they don't care about like, what you're wearing or who has the cool whatever they want to they want to say hi and like talk to people and like be in that moment and like that's exciting you know and they're um you know uh, more of those countries they have they meditate more they you know they feel differently about things than we do and I think that that's just so important to look at like sure they're poor but are they you know are they poor yeah. they can't buy the new iPhone or are they doing a hell of a lot better than we are because they meditate twice or three times a day and they're in touch with themselves and their feelings and other people's feelings, you know? Yeah. It, 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 poor. I mean, it depends on where your priorities are. If they're on, you know, monetary items and physical things, or if it's on people and, and your yeah. relationships with them, I mean, that, that's kind of a different, different experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever makes you happy at the yeah. end of the day is what makes sure. you happy. I just, think for me like it's it's not things things yeah matter. and I think being a well-rounded person is 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 taking in all the different perspectives um in yeah. business I deal with with people a lot and so I want to understand people the people I'm dealing with who I'm talking to and if I'm only looking at that from one little corner of the world um, I'm only reading one chapter of a pretty thick book and so getting out and seeing different cultures and people and religions and everything else out there helps me become a more rounded human being. And I, uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, it's, it's like the people making the comments about like, oh, everybody that goes to Mexico dies. Like, no, you've never been to Mexico, obviously, because you're so obviously. alive. So, I mean, yeah. you know, people are commenting on things they just have no idea about and, and, you know, like our society is running like that lately and it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially with social media and Google and everything, yeah. 
they've talked about how it's an echo chamber, right? So you only see things on Google or social media that interests you. Right. So you're not get you're just getting a very now even more so than before, you're only getting a really narrow vision of the life or of the world. When you search for something, you're only getting things that are of your little narrow version of the world. And the only way you can break out of that really is to travel and see different things, new things and be uncomfortable. Yes. Being uncomfortable, I think is so, so important. And, you know, like if you're working out at a gym, you are forcing yourself to be uncomfortable. If you're not, then you're not doing it right. But that's the only way your muscles grow. And I think our brains are the same way. It's kind of elaborating on what you what you just discussed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're not challenging your brain and putting in environments that are uncomfortable, then you're not your brain's not growing. And it's what's it doing if it's not growing? Well, it's atrophying. Yeah. When I think, I mean, lately I've been trying to do these kind of crazy adventure things, um, which is like not usually my mo. Uh, but lately I, I've been doing that and I think it's because I just needed the extra like, like, okay, I've seen, I've been to these places where I've never been before and I've walked around, I've done this and that, like, what can I do that's a little bigger? <laughs> like, what can I do that's a little bigger? Um, with, you know, and I'm not doing anything like crazy dangerous. I mean, to me, it's not crazy dangerous. Like, I'm, I don't feel like my life is in danger, you know, jumping out of a plane or standing on an active volcano um, or going down one on a weird wooden board um maybe it is but I do check I do always check to see how many people died doing it before I do nice nice so you have the data at least I do no one's died volcano boarding oh that's great a lot of people have died uh being on active volcanoes it happens it happens (laughs) it does happen so let's shift a little bit uh, because you are a a successful entrepreneur and I want to hear what your philosophy is on being a successful entrepreneur Well, uh, I think you just have to keep trying things uh, and you're going to keep failing until one of them doesn't, (laughs) which I know I've heard that before people say that. And I've always been like, no, that's dumb. Um, Until I tried until I was like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go out and do and try whatever I want, which is um, part of the reason the boyfriend bikini came out. Um, I've always wanted to just like, I'm going to be a bikini designer, which is super random and has nothing to do with true crime or all the other things I'm interested in. Um, Except it does have a lot to do with traveling because I mostly wear bikinis when I travel. I like love tropical places. Um, And I was just, I have been, you know, talking about it and thinking about it for so long. Like one day I'm going to have a bikini company. And I was like, why am I saying one day? Like I'm going to do this shit today. Got online. Um, found a designer out of France. I told her what I wanted. Uh, She's awesome. She, you know, put it, helped me put it together because I don't know anything about patterns or or anything else whatsoever. Um, And, you know, and she schooled me a lot on things because I was like, do it like this. She's like, yeah, you you can't. (laughs) Like, it has to fit people, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, and then, you know, and then I researched and researched until I found a couple different manufacturers I liked and, Right now, I'm in the phase where I'm waiting for samples to come back from the two top manufacturers that I liked. I'm super excited. I'm like over the moon. Like they're going to be here any day, hopefully before I go to Nicaragua. I don't know. Um, one is in, uh, or the, one's in Bali and one is in Jakarta. 
um, the company. So I'm very excited about that. They have, uh, you know, great, great material that they're working with, paying a little extra for that because I think that kind of stuff is important. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could totally fit, like maybe no one will ever buy a bikini and whatever, I'll have hundreds of extra bikinis. <laughs> I already have a hundred bikinis upstairs, you know? That is one thing I, I buy a lot of is bikinis. I love them. Um, and so, you know, it could fail or maybe not. I've, I've read about lots of people who made millions of dollars and that's not really my goal. My goal was at the end of the day, my goal is to be like, I have a bikini company and I made the perfect bikini that I always wanted. There's one style. It's the one I wanted and that's it. Um, so yeah, it could fail or it could be a success, but if I don't ever do it, I'll never, ever know, which everyone says that. And I hate saying that, but it's, it's so true. Yeah. hundred percent. I could agree with you more. Yeah. Well, Jamie Beebe, thank you for your time today. Uh, for everyone listening, how do they get in touch with you? How do they follow what you got going on? Um, Instagram, I put everything on Instagram. Um, pretty much like, like all the fun parts of my life. I put on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is feathergirl77, like feathers, like a bird, feathergirl77. Um, my Instagram for the podcast is strictly stalking pod. And you can listen to the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, podcast one puts it out, which they're an awesome company. I love them. Um, the boyfriend bikini. I just started the Instagram. I think it's the boyfriend at the boyfriend bikini. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. I haven't, I have an Instagram. Uh, I just made it. And I don't remember it for the new podcast. Uh, so that one's not really active yet. Uh, not until I start putting it out there. So we'll see. All right. Great. Well, thank you for listening to the successes podcast.